Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's uh, Fan Nation Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Day two on the joint practices, <clears throat> excuse me, with the 49ers. And man, do we have so much to cover with you today. Um, just a lot of great information. So the Raiders go out and uh, before we get into practice, sign a new running back, Damian Williams. You may remember him. Uh, from with the Chiefs, very good running back. Soon as it starts happening, people are blowing up texts, emails, whatever, uh, tweets, excuse me. Does this mean they've given up on Josh Jacobs? No. <laughs> they got a couple of running backs nicked up. They've got more joint practices coming next week. They've got two games in six days. And so with guys being nicked up, there's reps that have to be filled um, someone asked me, how would you read this? Uh, I'd read it that they needed another guy. Now, you may I want to take you back for a moment. Do you remember during the offseason when they would bring players in and I, I would say to you, hey, this guy's in for a workout. <clears throat> Don't read too much into it. The Raiders are doing their due diligence. So in case during the season they need somebody, they already know this guy's in shape, ready to go. This was the situation with Damien. There is This has zero bearing on Josh Jacobs. None of the thinking has changed. I still fully expect him back for week one. Uh, this has nothing to do with Josh. So if you think it does, you're just a conspiracy theorist, and I can't do anything about that. But it doesn't. I'm, I'm telling you that for a fact. Now, I want to get into practice today, <clears throat> and then we're going to get into an overall analysis of both days. And uh, I'm not going to get into the game too much. I'll have another podcast tomorrow, uh, what you should be looking for in the game. So for right now, let's talk about the biggest question everyone wants to know about is Devontae um, Adams. First play in 11 on 11, he gets tagged by Ward from San Francisco. It was a completely clean hit. There was nothing dirty about it. And if you weren't there, you don't have an opinion that matters. If you were there and you thought it was dirty, I have nothing. So watched a ton of football in my life. There was nothing dirty about it. Now, 
I'm shocked because all of a sudden I started getting flooded with questions. You know, why wasn't there a fight? Why why wasn't there a bunch of Raiders going out there and kicking the guy's butt? Well, it was a clean play. I I I got nothing. I I, I um certainly his teammates were there, they were concerned about him and all of that, but there was nothing to fight about. I mean, it it was a clean play. It again, uh, I don't understand sometimes people's thought process, but maybe somebody said something that got people fired up like it was dirty. So I'm going to give people the benefit of a doubt. But I wasn't surprised that they didn't go out there and look for a fight. It wasn't dirty. <clears throat> so maybe that's what the Raiders of old would have done and gotten penalties and lost. Instead, they just went out and kicked their butt. And uh, that's the best kind of revenge. So uh, here is what I'm hearing, hearing about. I literally just moments ago spoke to somebody very close to the situation with Devontae. I was told that uh, they confirmed what, what Josh Jacobs said, that didn't think it was anything serious. Um, and I was told probably we'll just hold him out the rest of the preseason just to let him heal and be safe. But if it was a game week, he would be playing. If it was a real game week, he'd be playing. So, again, maybe off one week, they said, worst case scenario, if it was a game week, maybe miss one game. But even then, they said if it was an important game, probably would play. And uh, But they said probably just going to be off the rest of the of the preseason, but literally no concern. So there you go. That's the latest on Devontae um, and all of that. Now, I'm hoping you saw yesterday's breakdown of the of the practice. And if you did, then I think it prepares you. If you didn't, I would suggest you pause this, go back and watch yesterday's, because I'm not going to repeat a lot of what I said yesterday. Some I'm sure I will, because some things were repeated. But um, the Raiders so had a good day yesterday and won. I told you I gave him a B plus. Then we came into today. And I'm going to tell you what my mindset was, because I tweeted at the end of practice. I saw some things I didn't expect, and I'll tell you what those were. So here are the 49ers. They were a Brock Purdy injury away from winning the Super Bowl. This is a team with a great defense, a very, very functional offense, good coach, good general manager, great depth. This is a good football team, a very good football team. And... I expected them to respond today. That's what teams that are good football teams do. Now, you can't be a good team until you develop consistency. Now, this is my fourth season covering the Raiders, and the only thing consistent about the Raiders is inconsistency over my four years. And I, I, I give them that. So I expected San Francisco to come out today. I thought the Raiders would still play well like they did yesterday. Um, but I thought San Francisco would win today. So they come out and in one-on-one -on -one drills, uh, Trent Williams and, and um, Max Crosby, 50-50. Now, I, I want to say this, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful of anybody, but if you weren't at practice, don't tweet me or email me and say, this is what I heard or whatever. I don't care. I'm there. I'm only talking to you about what I hear what I'm hearing from players and coaches and people inside the building. And it's not disrespectful of you, but if I want to know if a buffet is good, I can read a, a review online 
But in the words of Johnny Manziel, let's go try out the buffet. Hey, I didn't get this figure eating broccoli. So <clears throat> um, I was there, and I so you, I don't care what you heard. I'm not going to get into a big argument about it. Now, I did say at one point that Robert Splane had three interceptions, and uh, somebody in the Raiders said to me that he had two and dropped a third, but where I was sitting, I wouldn't have seen the drop. So I asked him because I wanted to know. I want to give you the best information. He said no, too. So I apologize that I got that wrong. But again, was corrected by somebody that was there. So let's get right into it today. I, I expected, again, I expected the Raiders to come back and play like they did yesterday. I didn't expect what I saw. So the 49ers come in, first play, Ward tags Tay. And I said to, I believe it was not first play, but the first play of the, of the uh, 11 on 11, or se- maybe even seven and seven, whatever it was, but I think it was 11 on 11. In fact, I'm sure of it. And I said to Harry Ruiz from, uh, you guys know him. He does the Spanish play-by-play of the games, a great friend, great guy. Um, I turned to Harry and said, man, that was intense. And I said, San Francisco is coming up to set a message. Now, I understand the rivalry. Raiders hate Niners, Niners hate Raiders and all that. You have to understand, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't have a dog in the hunt. So when I watched it, I was really impressed because I expected them to respond. This is a team that was a quarterback away from injury, away from being at the Super Bowl. This is a seasoned team. I expected them to say, okay, maybe, you know what? We thought you were going to be the team we whooped last year. You aren't. You got day one. We're going to take day two. That's just what I expect. And the moment Tay got hit, again, you didn't see the players running out there to fight. There was nothing to fight about. But you saw the temperature go up. And I mean the Raiders took their intensity. And I the yesterday was the best I've seen them play all year. And they were exponentially better. I, I told you yesterday, if you were trying to put a score on it, it'd be like a 17-14 win yesterday for the Raiders. It was probably 24-10, 28-10 today. It's probably the more I think about it. Raiders were the better team today. But I call it dominant? No, but I'd call it one step from dominant. They owned, they owned it today. And I think that hit on Devontae inspired the team. All right, we can go deeper. And they did. They just took off. And it was um, incredible to see. Jacoby Myers has had a great camp. He's not had a good camp. And that next drive, I mean, Jimmy just marched down the field. Big strike to Jacoby for the touchdown. Great touchdown catch. And I mean, remember, no, it's, it's, it's against San Francisco once. And, uh, and yeah, they don't have Joey Bosa. Okay. The Raiders didn't have Devontae Adams. So just be quiet. And, and I got another thing to say. I can't believe the amount of people, this doesn't mean anything until preseason. I mean, until the regular season. Okay. Then why do you watch in the preseason? If all your bent is, is negative. Okay, then why watch? I don't have a dog in this hunt. I'm going to talk to you about some bad I saw. But right now, there was a lot of good these last few days. The Raiders had a lot of good. So getting back to that, Jacoby Myers, Jimmy Garoppolo looked very good today. Again, total command. 
I think he was probably a, a 67, 68% completion percentage, but some good strikes. There were a couple of good balls that were dropped. Um, there was two balls that I thought were, were bad throws, but neither of them were in a, uh, I mean, one of them sailed over a guy's head. So uh, I thought that, again, I thought Jimmy had a great day. Brian Hoyer had a good day. Both guys in reps with the ones took care of the 49ers. Their defense, I'm, I'm going to say this, I think they got one of the best defenses in the NFL. It looked terrible. It looked like trash. And I get it. They didn't have Bosa, but the Raiders didn't have Devontae. So I'm sorry. I think Jimmy Bosa is a really good defensive end. I don't think he's as good as Max Crosby. And Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. So to me, I think that's a bigger loss for the Raiders losing Devontae than losing Bosa. But you can think whatever you want. So Jacoby looked phenomenal today. That He's just had a great camp. In fact, I'm at every practice. Um, I don't know of one practice where Jacoby has not looked really good. In fact, I can only think of two balls that he didn't catch. One was a bad throw. And one, the defender made a really good play. Just Jacoby Myers has been a complete stud. What a blessing for the Raiders. And again, fully expect Devontae to be back week one. But even if this had been the season and he was going to miss a game or two, you got a number one backing up a number one, and Jacoby looks like it. And when he, when Devontae went down, Jacoby just took it up another notch. It was phenomenal. Great play. Great place by him today. Um, now I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Jade Nesta Silvera. I told you in camp, uh, you know, he's look okay. We're going to wait and see. Yesterday, he had a behemoth of a day. Um, I expected him to take a step back just because he played so well, and he didn't. And he played so well that they even put him in and gave him some one reps, and uh, he just blew up the number one uh, center guard for the 49ers. I mean, just blew him up. Just It looked like a men among boys. In fact, it looked like Ndamukong Sue when he was at Nebraska. Just and I'm not calling him in Dominican Sue, different player. I'm just saying that level. There was a couple of times I turned on. Looks like the Raiders did well, and so uh, very good job. Jay Nesta Silvera's had a great camp, and um, but these last two days he really turned them. When the lights got on, Silvera did not shrink in the lights. He looked really good. Um, next, I want to talk about Robert Spillane. Now, I have talked so much about this guy this offseason. But two interceptions today, I said three. I already accounted for that a minute ago. But on top of it, getting guys in position, um, the defensive line just looked good today, just really looked good. And there was two or three times he's moving guys, he's helping guys. There was a interception by Luke Masterson where he kind of moved him, had him in the right spot. Bam. Marcus, uh, again, Robert Spillane, everything that we've told you, everything that Max Crosby's told you, everything that Bilal Nichols has told you, everything that the players have told you, everything the coaches have told you. Robert Spillane, what a game-changing signing by Dave Ziegler. Then let's go to Marcus Epps, who, again, this is a guy um, we told you. They wanted somebody with Matt Wax Crosby's um, 
energy at all three levels of the defense, line, linebackers, safeties. So they get Spillane. He's got it. And then they get Marcus Epps. Totally has it. I mean, there was an interception by Duke Shelley that, again, Marcus Epps, again, putting the guy in the right spot, seeing things. Um, I've alluded to this before. If you have an ability to see a play pre-snap, offense or defense, doesn't matter, and adjust what you're going to do, that's a very good football IQ, okay? But if you have the ability, because you watch so much film to make the read, and you do it so quick that you have the ability now to tell other guys and put them in right spots, that goes to a level of football IQ that's almost savant. In fact, I use the term football savant for people who can all not only make the pre-snap read, but then can help others with the pre-snap read. And that's Marcus Epps and it's Robert Spillane. And, and they're just that good. Um, I, I laugh at people that said the Raiders did nothing to upgrade this year. Then clearly you weren't paying attention because they are better at every level. The defensive line is significantly better. Byron, Young is another guy who looked really good today. Not as good as Jade, but he just got off the pup list. Um, but, man, he looked really, really good. He's everything they thought he was. He's going to be real good when he's – give him a, another week, and uh, he's going to be a stud. Okay, then you – you know, Byron Young looks all of it. But when you add a Marcus Epps and a Robert Spillane – so let's talk a minute about – Luke Masterson, you may remember, this is a guy all last year I was telling you he's going to be a star. And he played really well last year. I mean, he played significantly well last year. If not for Dylan Parham playing like a stud, um, I, I think Luke would have been their number one rookie last year. This kid's just football player now. He's an old school football player. And, again, I already mentioned to you about Spillane moving him over. He got the interception. But, man, he had a really good day today. I saw him once um, channeling his inner Robert Spillane because he was tapping on a defending a defender to move them a little bit. Can you imagine if you got two Robert Spillanes? And uh, Luke Masterson, again, he just picked up where he left off last year. He's the real deal. He's not going to go out and brag to you. Um He's, you know, he's just a fiery, intense, quiet guy. Does his job, makes others around him better. And again, saw one time removed a guy, only once, but still, the guy's in his second year. He looked dynamite today. Uh, Marcus Peters, I, I want to go back and talk about him because I've never covered him before. Um, I knew what some of his teammates had told me about him in the past. And so I did not have a negative impression about him at all. But I had an impression, and he just struck me as probably a loner-type guy. And um, I, I, I can't comment on that. I know that everybody I know who's played with him liked him, so I didn't. I don't mean that as a negative. But he just struck me as a guy with an edge and maybe a little bit of a loner. He absolutely has that edge, but I am super impressed with his humility and his personableness and his character. Again, just helping guys, coaching guys. Um, you know, you see a lot of guys who are big-time veterans. You saw this with Aaron Rodgers when he was with Green Bay. You saw it with Brett Favre. 
And you've seen it with others. Hey, I'm the old guy. You kids don't know anything, yada. And they just kind of do their own thing. Well, that's not what the Raiders are. And I would have expected, again, now, everybody I know who's played with Marcus, and I know three or four, loves him. So it wasn't that anybody's talked ill about him. But I would have thought he would have been kind of the, okay, I've been around a long time. Y'all know who I am. And maybe a little bit of a nice to his teammates, but kind of a curmudgeon. Totally not true. That guy is warm. His teammates love him on all sides of the ball. They just really like him. He has, um, and I know that there's older guys. Brian Hoyer's one of them. There's some older guys in this team, Chandler Jones. But all of those, all three of those guys, just elder statesmen on this team. How can we make everybody better? And I, listen, I know I'm going to get a ton of emails and comments and I don't need them. I'm not stupid. If this doesn't parlay into the regular season, it doesn't matter. We all know that. But I can only report to you what my eyes see and where the team is right now. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example. So I reported that uh, Devontae walked off the field and somebody sends to me, I'm not hearing that, or that's not what other beat reporters are saying. Okay. All I can tell you is what I saw. He goes down, he gets injured. He's down, not for a long time. I'm going to say maybe a minute and a half. Okay. He gets up, puts his arm on a guy, but he walked himself off the field. And then when he walked to the locker room, he didn't have his hand on anybody. So I can only tell you what I see. And through two and a half weeks of camp, Everything we've seen has been consistent, especially in joint practices against a very good team. And you're just seeing Marcus Peters. Uh, To me, I think this was a steal of a signing um, just with the way his coaching alone. I mean, he's made Amik Robertson better. Um, He's made, you know, other, but Ja'Korian Bennett. Ja'Korian Bennett is a significant player and that kid is, again, I think he's your starting corner. He's a stud now. And, man, you can thank Marcus Peters for his development. Several of these guys, just just he's battling, fighting. Marcus Peters, I don't have enough good to say about him. Um, just a really good guy. All right, I mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo earlier, but I want to mention him again. He was outstanding in this minicamp. Absolutely outstanding. Um Last, I think it was Friday and Saturday, I think he threw seven interceptions against this Raiders defense. Um, And I said to you, um, I think the Raiders defense knows the offense, knows the route trees. And I, so I don't think he was as bad as he looked. I I turned out to be correct because he came out here against the 49ers and just, just smoked them. I mean, just reads. Now I alluded to it yesterday. There are different kinds of reads. Before the ball is hiked, it's called a pre-snap read. So let's say you call a play that you want to go to your X, your Y, your Z, or maybe your your H-back. Or maybe it's an RPO. So you come out, you look, and you say, okay, they're in a cover two that the play that we wanted to call isn't going to work. So you go to a different read. Jimmy pre-snap, Jimmy Garoppolo's really, really good. Where Jimmy maybe gets into a little trouble is in the post-snap, so let's say he looks at it and says, okay, I was going to go to my my X. I'm going to go to my Z. So he calls for the ball. The ball's hiked. 
And all of a sudden the defense was, was scamming a little bit or, or scheming. They showed something, but did something else and the Z's not available. Now he has to go read the H that or, or go read an X or a Y. That's where he gets into a little bit of trouble, but pre-snap he's phenomenal. And that first quick snap, getting the ball out is really, really good. Well, in these two practices, even when he had, I watched him today on a post snap, go to his third read and hit the guy right in the hands. Beautiful pass. So again, I think Jimmy Garoppolo looks great. If I am the Raiders, I'm not playing them. I don't believe they're going to. In fact, I can tell you right now, um, I'll be stunned if he plays. We'll just leave it right there. I'll be stunned. And there's no reason to. It'd just be stupid for them to play. In fact, if I'm the Raiders, I'm going to give Brian Hoyer one or two drives, max. And then I'm going to let Aiden O'Connell take off. And then let Chase Garbers, you know, play the half the third in the fourth quarter. But uh, Brian Hoyer's looked really good. Aiden O'Connell has looked really good. I laughed. Somebody said, Hondo never believed in Aiden O'Connell. You can't show me that anywhere. Go back and look at my draft videos where I talked about this is a kid, if he would have come out as a junior, would have probably been a first-round draft pick. Uh, they feel like they stole him. You know, Some people just say whatever they want, whatever, I don't care. But um, – Aiden has looked really, really good. And in and, and tomorrow's podcast, we're going to talk a lot about what to look for in the game. So just be ready. Make Please make sure you check out that podcast. I'm going to have a lot to say about Aiden O'Connell. Um, Duke Shelley. Um, I don't think he's he had a bad camp at all. I just think some other guys were really shining. So, uh, again, no hatred at all. Love the guy. Good guy. And uh, he absolutely, and these two, practices shined he didn't look good he shined Trayvon Morin looked good Duke Shelley shined and uh was very impressed with Shelley I'm gonna watch him close I want to see some more from him now um many of you know last year after the season I was writing and I was writing during the season when people were saying that Josh McDaniel had lost the locker room that he hadn't and after the year, you may remember, I did an interview with Max Crosby and we about why he had. And people are like, oh, what do you expect him to say? Of course, he's going to lie. Well, then you don't know Max Crosby. And I've known Max back to his freshman year in college. So I've known him a long time. There is not a lying thing about Max Crosby. He just tells you what he thinks. And if he doesn't want to answer, he won't answer. But he's not a liar. I mean, he comes from a really good family, great home. And uh, maybe he won't answer you, but he ain't going to lie to you. Anyways, uh, Max said something that I thought was really phenomenal about the Raiders after practice yesterday. And I didn't have time to get it in in my podcast yesterday, but I wanted to get it in today. About this is different. This is his fifth year. And this is a different defense. Now, I'm going to say this to you. This team is completely different. They went out and upgraded at a lot of positions. They got guys who are ballers, guys that would play with leather helmets. I mean, Marcus Peters doesn't need the money. Chandler Jones doesn't need the money. These guys doesn't mean they don't want the money. They're playing because they love the game. And Max Crosby's that way. 
And this is a guy I've told you before. He practices like um, Kobe, Michael, and Magic Johnson, all three guys that I've got to watch practice. He he practices I mean, them like that. He's that kind of a player. Um, and so he's at the facility almost every day in the offseason. He's always there, always working out, trying to get more guys to work out. He's a real deal. And for the first time, now he's talking about, okay, this is different. Every other year before, even last year, yeah, we sure hope so. Yeah, we're thinking. He's never said it. Now, part of the reason he doesn't say it is because he's the hardest worker on the team. And he doesn't see as many guys working like he does. He does now. I mean, imagine this. So in comes a young player like Ja'Korian Bennett. All right? These guys all know who Max Crosby is. They see how hard he works. Robert Spillane. Then he's in a defensive backfield with a Marcus Peter and Marcus Epps who work just as hard as Spillane and Crosby. So now that becomes the standard. My friend, Tom Izzo, the coach, the Hall of Fame basketball coach at Michigan State, great man, love him dearly. Um, Tom Izzo always says that there are two things to a championship team, and he would know. I mean, he has more Final Fours than anybody, I mean, of his era. And he's got, you know, the national title, been in a couple of national title games, and the guy's, the guy's a star. But he's, there's two things he says, and I've never seen him on the Raiders till this year. Number one, a player-coach team is better than a coach-coach team, meaning when your players set such a high standard that the players feel like they've got to keep the standard up with the other players. And that's super important. But the other thing he says is when your hardest players are your hardest workers, good things can happen. That is totally true. And so a lot of these young players now are seeing these older guys and some of them not, you know, it's not like they're all Brian Hoyer in their 15th year. Max is in his fifth. Chandler's in his, I think, his 11th. But when they see how hard these guys are working, they set that standard. And so they came into this game today, this, this, this joint practice today with the 49ers. And the 49ers got punched in the face yesterday. And they came out more intense. And the Raiders didn't back down. They just started slugging harder. Um, I'm going to use an analogy, and I I hope that this analogy works for you. Do you remember Rocky Balboa, you know, when he's fighting uh, Apollo Creed, the great Raider, Carl Weathers? And so Rocky could take a punch. And all of a sudden, he didn't go down. Carl Weathers expected him to go down. And so in Rocky II, you saw Carl Weathers come out. All right, I'm going to come out fighting now. And you knew he would in the rematch. And it's just like in real boxing. You know they're going to do that. And so what did Rocky do in Rocky II? Apollo brings more intensity. Rocky took it to another level. And the Raiders did that. They just kept punching San Francisco in the face. I'm, I'm going to say this to you. And I think they're champions. I think they're a great franchise. I think they were happy when practice was over today. You saw a lot of frustrated uh, 49er coaches. You saw a lot of frustrated players a little bit. Um, you know, they, the cheering, we all coming from the Raiders, man. 
uh, offense just cheering for defense. Defense, anytime you heard cheers go up, you knew the Raiders did something. And it was just a, a great day. It was a good day. It was a great day. It was a productive day for the Raiders. Now, I, I want to talk about the offensive line because I thought the offensive line was exponentially better today than they were yesterday. Dylan Parham and um, Colton Miller both looked great yesterday, and I said they did. But I said some other guys did okay. Today, the entire offensive line looked really good. Now, yesterday, two UDFAs on the offensive line, Dalton Wagner and McClendon Curtis. Both struggled a little bit yesterday. Today, didn't see one in the one-on-one. Didn't, didn't see a struggle at all. And Carmen Brasillo. Now, I will tell you, Thayer Mumford looked great today. He looked great yesterday. Yesterday, I forgot about him. Excuse me. He looked great. But um, Jermaine Illuminor looked a lot better today than yesterday. Yesterday, he just did not seem to be himself. And I like him a lot. There's nothing personal. He's a really good guy. He just didn't seem to be himself yesterday. In fact, hadn't seemed to be himself in camp. But today he did. Today he 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 looked exactly what I thought he would look like. So let's talk about some bad. Is there some bad? Well, I don't know that this is bad. But the Raiders were playing so well, you didn't get a chance to see a ton out of some of the young guys. I mean, I told you yesterday with Trey Tucker, you know, he got reps, and when he got them, he looked good. Just didn't get a ton of them because there's so many wide receivers. Amari Bernie, again, looked good, good, um, but didn't get a ton of reps. And this is all stuff I'm going to be talking about tomorrow about the game. I want to see Amari Bernie play the whole game um, or at least three quarters. I want to see a lot of that. Um, don't want to see as much out of Trey Tucker because we've seen a ton in camp. But I am looking to see a lot of these rookies get a ton of time in the game. I'll allude to that more. Um, but I, I would say that was really the biggest thing. You may say, wow, you didn't see anything else? No, the Raiders looked that good today. Again, the Tay injury, you can, you can say it isn't good because it isn't, but it's not bad. Again, I if you're just joining the podcast late, I – um, mentioned to you, was told by a source very close to the situation. You know, he he won't participate in a game situation until the regular season starts. Is what they're they're foreseeing right now at this moment that it's really not that big of a deal. So that's how it comes down to now grading. Yesterday I gave a B plus. Today I would have given an A minus just for today. But overall, if I had to grade the two days, it was two days of a dominating performance against a very good team. Um, okay, I need to rephrase that. It was two days of a winning performance against a very good football team, one day dominant. But the fact that they upped the intensity, the fact that there were some mistakes we saw yesterday that were corrected today, overall, if I had to grade this, I'm giving it an A. I'm giving it an A. And it, it was a very... Very good performance by the Raiders. Um, and now, do I have I changed my prediction on the season? No. Jimmy stays healthy. I think they win nine games. Do I think they could sneak one another one out, get to 10 and get a and get a wild card? Uh-huh. I certainly see if they play like this all season that they could, no doubt. But it is way too early to expect it. If now if they go do it against the Rams. In joint practices, and I don't think the Rams are as good. Now, that's another thing. Winning teams are made with consistency. The Rams are not as good as the 49ers. 
So next week when we're in La La Land, well, we're not going to be in La La, but we're going to be in that part of California. Um, if the Raiders dominate like they did today or, you know, play it and, and own it, then I think you got more opportunity. Now, after next week's practice, joint practices, there's nothing else that's going to happen in camp unless it's an injury that'll change my season prediction. But for right now, no, I still keep him at nine. I, uh, although I, I, I thought nine was the ceiling, no chance to go higher. If they play like this another week, I'll revisit that. Maybe they could, but I think there's clearly a chance they could get a 10th game and, and get to a wild card, but I don't expect it. Still expect them to be at nine wins, but still nine wins is progress. You see what they're building. You see what they're doing. And there's a lot of reason in Raider Nation to be excited. They haven't won a Super Bowl. They haven't won a playoff game. They haven't won a regular season game. So temper that. But the last few days are a lot more important than that preseason game. And they look good. And they held their position. So I want to just take a quick second and remind you, Please take a second and subscribe if you haven't. We'd love to have you as a, as a subscriber. But stay tuned with us. we got plenty more information. Make sure you check out tomorrow's podcast. Again, going to be doing a really good dive on what to expect in the game on Sunday. I think that's going to be a really good one for you. And as always, keep it tuned. We're always trying to bring you the best information. So from all of us here at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Raiders Today, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, and our Fans First Sports Network podcast family, thanks for being with us. We love you and we appreciate you. God bless you all. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network.